It's Pi Augustine, your Division One candidate for Ipswich. My plan is for a community that is vibrant and attracts world investment, a community that is connected with the state-of-the-art transport system, a community that cares for our people and environment at a time of need. Division One needs a councillor that has the energy and motivation to get things done. A community champion. Find out more about me on my Facebook page, Pi Augustine for Division One. This ad was approved by Pi Augustine candidate. Ipswich deserves strong and stable leadership you know you can trust. I'm Mayor Teresa Harding, and as your Mayor, Ipswich is once again a city that businesses are proud to invest in and families love to call home. To keep our city moving forward, I'm committed to reducing cost of living pressures, expanding our road and transport networks, delivering more for our suburbs, and boosting investment in grassroots sports in our community. So vote one Teresa Harding for Mayor for sustainable growth for Ipswich. Authorised by T Harding, 264 South Station Road, Raceview. Coming up, with a lifetime of memories and community service to residents in Willowbank and Amberley, George Hatchman represents that admirable quality we need more of in the community, and that's volunteering. George is my special guest. Local artists on show at Ipswich Art Gallery and Inland Rail accepting submissions. It's Friday, January 15, 2021, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. Volunteers are at the heart and soul of every community. In the Ipswich suburbs of Willowbank and Amberley, George Hatchman was instrumental in forming the suburbs' residence group. He's also an historian for Number 23 City of Brisbane Squadron Association. Willowbank Area Residence Group, or WAG, was formed by George and others when George was Amberley State School's PNC president about 30 years ago. I caught up with George earlier this week. George Hatchman, your introduction to the Ipswich region was through your RAF postings at Amberley. What did you think when you got here? Oh, I, I guess I, I was quite happy to be here because I'm a Queenslander and I've been away from, from Queensland quite some years with the Air Force and to return back to my my home state uh, at the top of the end of my Air Force career was, was, uh, was quite a good, good feeling actually. Your interest in aircraft goes right back to your childhood. Now, there's a beautiful story about your mum making non-standard RAF uniforms for you and your twin brother to wear to an air show in Bundaberg. Can you remember that? Oh, I, I can. It falls back to my mind. But no, as the kids, we lived in a children's little town west of Bundaberg, and uh, they were bringing a, a, a had to an air show at Bundaberg Airport. And uh, because Barry and I, that's my twin brother, were, a young age, we're interested in aeroplanes. Mum made us um, miniature Air Force uniforms. They're pretty good. And took us over. And uh, they had on display the Canberra Bomber, which the Air Force had just acquired. Mm-hmm. And uh, that sort of enchanted my brother and myself uh, to really keen our interest in aeroplanes and the fact that we both joined up together in 1963 into the Air Force's uh, aircraft instrument fitters. Your mum must have had some sort of premonition. She must have known something at that young age. So RAF was your destiny and you made it your lifelong career. After you enlisted, uh, give us a potted uh, history of where you went. 
Well, basically, I enlisted in 63. Back in Trimbelton, I was posted to Wagga for training. I did my dentures in an aircraft instrument fitted apprenticeship uh, for two and a half years at Wagga. Then on completion of that, I was posted to Rat Base Ambry to work on those very Canberra bombers that I'd seen as a kid uh, back at Bundaberg. And uh, then I became appointed as the T4 bombsite specialist for the Canberra bombers. And matter of fact, when they, the LBJ wanted our government to put the Canberras into Vietnam, they really couldn't because they're a high-level bomber. So I got tasked with weapons research laboratory to see if I could make them bomb down to zero feet so they wouldn't be SAM missile bait over North Vietnam. So I... I Actually, projected one and uh, and remodified it, recalibrated, probably a better word, to bomb down at zero feet. And they set that off to weapons research laboratory down at uh, South Australia and further worked on uh, my base uh, modification, developed a bomb site so the aircraft go to Vietnam. George, you were posted to Amberley twice, and let's fast forward to 1986. You then made moves to get involved in the local Amberley Willowbank community through your children's school. Tell us how that came to pass. Well, basically, I guess I attended PNC meetings and um, and I had a bit of an education background by then because I'd been trained in the Air Force as a, uh, under training management and I, I just felt that uh, uh, for my kids and, and, and this PNC system at the time, was, was you know, the locals were more farm-related and I didn't quite understand education. So, And there was some reluctance for people to, to be involved in PNCs too, so... I uh, accepted the position of president and uh, was occupied that for about five years, I think. And uh, and, I, and I guess uh, where it came from is that my first year as PNC president, I had to make some uh, awards uh, for you know, for best student and all sorts of things. So I invited the local federal MP of Ipswich into uh, for the day as a VIP to be associated with presenting awards, and it turned out to be a chap that named Les Scott. Mm-hmm. It was my best mate at school back at, when I was at school at Nambo High School. Uh, so Les being a uh, federal MP, uh, we got to uh, know each other again and I did a few coffees with him up in his office and I, I got to understand a bit of the background of the uh, governance in Ipswich area. It developed my interest in, in the social amenity of both Amberley. At that time, it was Amberley. And for newcomers to Ipswich now... The former Amberley suburb is no longer. It's now behind the wire and part of the base proper. What are your memories of that residential suburb that isn't with us anymore? Well, it was uh, quite a quite a unique suburb. Obviously, it was all military and predominantly Air Force. Uh, and in those days, it was uh, clean, high Queensland-style housing. I mean, it wasn't flash by today, but we were comfortable and we had a community. It was actually an Amberley community. Uh, but with the... Uh, uh, redevelopment of the base and the perimeter reclaimed further uh, for the oncoming of the F-11s in those days. Mm. A lot of those particular housing was uh, demolished because it was failing to meet current standards because people wanted more modernised sort of buildings and the assets area was needed for defence use. So uh, they, uh, I guess defence housing came into play and they, they constructed homes off base for airmen to live in and gave them more modernised Aspect to plus it integrated them with the local community rather than being a defence community standing out itself. And I, I guess that's where I developed further interest because when I was PNC president uh, of the Andy State School, I was at that time negotiating purchase of land out here at Willowbank to live. 
because uh, I was going to retire, and uh, I bought the old military rifle range, believe it or not. But, but about that time, the Queensland government wanted established a um, toxic waste dump, re- relocate the one from Willow Wonk out to Mudapilly Willow Bank. And our uh, state member at the time was by the name of Bill Gunn. And uh, I, I hadn't really been involved in, in, in the rural community, but some of the rural community... Uh, put up a petition against having a toxic waste dump in a rural area and uh, to meet Mr. Bill Gunn out at uh, Mudderpilly School. Well, I was in Air Force at the time. I was in uniform, but I thought I'd duck down at lunchtime because that's when I was organised one day during the week. And, and there it was. Um, there was a, probably about 100 locals, helicopters going overhead with newsfolk, and, and Mr. Gunn turned up in his white limo and, and the gentleman that was going to give the uh, petitions to Mr. Gunn just froze and said, I can't do it. And, and when Mr. Gunn said, well, I'm here for, uh, everybody just melted back. No one wanted to take the chalice. And so I saw everything was going to melt. So I uh, went and grabbed the, the things. I said, Mr. Gunn, I said, I'll uh, represent the community because the focus was on me with the camera, so I was the Air Force uniform. And, mm. and I'm not supposed to do that. No, I, I didn't think see, so. Couldn't see the community fade away. You see, like that. And anyway, it um, was that night. The news was alive at uh, Air Force Warrant Officer, Mr. Haskell, blah, blah, blah. But, but what I did when I finished there, I went back and saw my base uh, folk and commanders said, look, you might not like this, but I've got to be flashed across TV because I did this. And they said, well, look, we can't officially prove it, but it's good that the uniform showed up in support of local community. And, and that was a switch moment because... There used to be them and us between the military and, and, and the locals. There was always this thing about the military. They were one entity and the community was another, never mm. until the train part. I agitated with a local, when I agitated, I advocated for uh, uh, Thompson, which is just, uh, it was a federal MP at the time that we should form a group uh, and amalgamate both the Air Force and local community uh, together and discuss issues, become neighbours. And that was perpetuated by um, Shane Newman, our current federal MP, many years ago. And out of it, we formed the, the, the ACWG, which is the Ambly Consultative Working Group. So we now have a, a federally approved situation where the community, which includes RAF uh, uh, or ADF um, representatives from the Air Force Base, we have the federal, state and local government uh, members, and selected community members, which I'm one, and we sit together and we discuss issues that translate between the basic communities so that we, we act as a bridge. And I mean, you, we've got to accept that military is in presence and the military got to accept that there's a community. So we sort of bridge and discuss those issues, noise complaints, and, and so that we're, we're working on a, a, a neighbourly integrated community rather than them and us. I thought another gentleman, Ian Dana, who's the Air Force officer also, and we made it. We made a fairly formidable team. I'm, I'm good at entrepreneurial things. Ian's good at the administrative side of things. So, um, so to the core of it, the two of us have really developed WAG and perpetuated over this last thirty years. So, the Willow Bank Area Residents Group formed exactly when? Originally, as a Willow Bank um, uh, Residents Group, right. uh, it was an incorporated body way back about thirty years ago. Once this issue with the Mudapilly waste facility came. Uh, well, that was a toxic waste. Uh, once that was uh, was put to bed, we're okay. Then mining, coal mining came to Willow Bank, and we were, and there was a company by the mine at Mitsu that said, 
letters out of the blue to people saying that we're going to resume your land or do this, any objection will take you to court. And, and it was very, very uncivil kind of thing. So uh, I owned, uh, bought the military life range of the Air Force and set up the Queensland Police Firearms Training and, uh, and the SSA Shooting Club. And, and they wanted to they just told me one day they're going to take my land off me, no consideration. And I, I said, no, thank you. You'll see me in court. So they took me to court. And I had no uh, legal representation. Uh, and, uh, and myself, others, but I stood on the ground along with wife, Christine, and um, we countless two QCs in the Magistrates Court, and we, we kind of won. And then uh, on that, uh, it became a more consolidated because David Pelkey had been recently elected, and he was trying to act for the interest of all the other uh, residents, and we had a combined um, uh, objection against the mines, and uh, out of that there was a resolution came that all the uh, Willow Bank uh, uh, landowners or residents who were going to directly affected by mining would get a consideration. So we put, we formed the Willow Bank area, formalised it, the Willow Bank area residence group there. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's, uh, that's, what we, that's what we now call WAG. That's what we now call WAG, except there was another evolution. Uh, because we had a successful countenance to the mines and the mines just didn't push it over, uh, along came another company then when the mine had, had finished one of their voids to set up a landfill in one of the voids. Well, that lit us up like a match. That was a company called Pollux. And we said, not not in our community, thank you. But but uh, I think it then was the um, mayor was John Nugent uh, came out and said, George, these people need to be considered and uh, uh, listened to. So combined, we had a meeting with the uh, with Pollux people and uh, and the mayor's office and myself and, uh, and, and Ian. And we discussed the issues and I said, well, you know, we've got to be realistic, I suppose, that industry has to exist and, and, and people, uh, you know, there's jobs, et cetera, but, but there has to be a mediation process. You just can't sort of announce these things and then expect the community to wear it. So we went on a two-year program of colleagues where we said, well, you can prove us how you're not going to really affect our, our rural amenity and our, our residential, uh, social, environmental amenity. And then we'll we'll you know we'll we'll do stick by our word and we'll give approval. But if there's any negative, that's it. You know we block up. George Hatchman also reminded me that this funding was allocated by Ipswich City Council to improve the environment and social amenity of the area. Groups to benefit included koala protection and rural fireys. This came in the form of a levy council introduced some years ago on at least one company in the Willowbank area. I also asked George what still needs to be done. He wasn't short of suggestions like keeping any future waste industries accountable and the much-needed upgrade of the Cunningham Highway. There'd been a costing done, uh, $340 million to, to duplicate the Cunningham Highway and provide a safe uh, turn-off to Amber Air Force Base and, and also right out to, to the Willowbank Grag Strip. Mm. So, uh, yeah, so the federal government put $170 million on the table but um, and uh, with a request for the state government to match the $170 million. Well, sad to say, um, uh, the state government's taken $170 million not spent it on the, on the uh, Cunningham Highway. They've done a bit of work there, but the money's been spent elsewhere in the state. And we're totally disappointed with that because... Uh, 
we see the Amber Air Force as a base as the major establishment in uh, military establishment in Australia, and and um, you know it's, it's, there's up to two kilometre back up to traffic every morning trying to get in the base. The blocks are coming on highway up, truck movements interstate, uh, domestic. It's just a cog, man. Mm. And there seems to be no cognizance for the state government to uh, rectify that problem. George, I think it'd be fair to say then that there's some unfinished business for WAG and that would be one of them. That's one of them. It's ongoing. But also we've got the uh, aspect of a company mobile land track and Wanless, one established waste uh, Waste facilities here at Willowbank also, but but they didn't take the um, collex approach. They just basically said we're doing this, and if you complain, um, put your objections in. But we we just yeah, that's what we're going to do. You have a great sense of respect for history, and this is borne out by some of your other community volunteering roles. What are you still actively involved in? I basically still retain an interest in developing the. Um, the history of Rat Base Ambly and, and the Willowbank area. Uh, it's quite unique uh, in the fact that uh, it, it may not be well, well known, but there's acreage. We all have residential acreage. But the first um, rural residential or rural acreage in Queensland was Willowbank um, because an uh, early pioneer, and some say he was an early convict on release, uh, the name of uh, Darby and McGrath, uh, bought up lots of uh, regional land grants or selections and combined them together to create Willowbank uh, Willow Bank Sheep and Cattle Station, which lay along the Wyrell Creek and now over the lands, which is now uh, Ambly. And in the, I think it was the 13th of February, 1879, he auctioned these off as Willowbank Estate. And wow. those small parcels of land became the first rural subdivisions in Queensland because up in that time mainly it was land grants and that sort of thing. So mm. he was the first entrepreneur did that. RAF and service to country continues to run in the Hatchman family veins. Your children have also taken up the mantle. How are they going? Oh, look, they're fine. I mean, um, I guess one of those things is for that brat. So the offspring of, um, of uh, members of the fence. I, I married my wife who was in the Air Force, Christine, and She's been the vein of my support right through the years. I mean, and, and, and you know, you've got to look at women back in those days. They never had the opportunities we had. Women, when they were married, had to get out of the Air Force and never could develop careers. So, anyway, our kids were brought up in the rat envelope, uh, going from base to base. And and uh, when they came of age, um, I guess there was a natural interest in following it up on that. So, I had a, I had a daughter who was now a squadron leader. Um, She's left the Air Force, but she's a reservist. She's an environmental health officer. I've got another daughter that's a flight lieutenant in the reserve. She's uh, an IT manager out here at Rat Base Ambly working for the Department of Defence. And then I've got another son that um, he, he joined the Navy. He wanted to work on helicopters, so we don't have them in the Air Force. So <laughs> if, um, he joined the Navy to work on helicopters. So he now uh, he worked for the uh, Navy many years, but he got off his job working Navy helicopters out here at um, Eagle Farm. My mother daughter, well, she did the other way. She became an OP and went to work for an American naval commander over in Pennsylvania in the United States. And uh, she's today is a, uh, a flight centre, uh, uh, you know, like a centre manager. George Hatchman, you've been so generous with your time. Fascinating uh, knowledge of local history in the Willowbank and Amberley districts. Thank you so much for talking to Ipswich today. Thanks a lot, Alan. All the best. 
And briefly, Ipswich residents are being encouraged to have their say on a section of the Inland Rail project planned to run through part of the Ipswich local government area. The entire project runs from Melbourne to Brisbane. The Queensland Coordinator General has released the draft environmental impact statement, Calvert to Kangaroo, for public comment until the 8th of March 2021 and is accepting formal submissions until then. The artworks of seven Ipswich artists recognised among 30 finalists in the 2020 Queensland Regional Art Awards are currently on show at the Ipswich Art Gallery as part of the Decadence Touring Exhibition presented by Flying Arts Alliance. Ipswich artist Leanne Vincent took out the major $10,000 Art for Life Award and the Spotlight Award for her artwork Flourish, which explores the idea that botanic growth is made richer from the decadence of other plants. Decadence will be on display at Ipswich Art Gallery until January 26. And U3A Ipswich and West Morton is having an open day on January 19 at Glebe Road Uniting Church. There you can check out 50 courses on offer and meet the tutors. U3A is supported by volunteers and is always open to hearing from anyone who'd like to help. For more information on courses or volunteering, visit u3aipswichwm.org.au. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This podcast is also listener-supported. Please make a once-only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswichtoday.com.au and click the Donate button at the bottom of the page. You can subscribe for free and share this podcast from your favourite app, including iHeartRadio, or play Ipswich Today from your smart speaker. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thanks for listening. From legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode. Or go to ipswichtoday.com.au